Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show, the big show, the most important and critically podcast that is recorded in our two-brother car. I am Salty. And I'm Spice. I'm feeling like coughing. Sorry about that. You don't look like any drink. I just did. I don't know what it is about podcasts that makes me cough. Maybe I have COVID. What do you think? Possibly, but Possibly. you tend to do it every time we think about podcasting, so it well, could be psychosomatic. Maybe I have COVID P, COVID podcasting. And we're at the T. We're at the T right now. T intersection. We're driving around and recording a podcast and a left hand turn here. Sorry about the delay here. I just have to concentrate on my driving for just a second. Then I drop the hammer and we open up the throttle. Whoa! <laughs> The Hemi still surprises him from time to time. It doesn't mind opening. Yeah. No, there was a truck that decided to yeah. hammer it and go 80 miles an hour right behind me in a 35 zone. So, hey, welcome to the show, the big show. Thank goodness we're in a Hemi-equipped automobile. So if you drop the hammer, it will drop. Um, moving right along. What are we going to podcast on today, What are we going to podcast on today, Salty? It's a mystery podcast. Well, not really. Um... Today I'd kind of like to do a shorter podcast and talk about something we don't ever talk about. Actually, we're not even going to talk about it particularly today, and that's politics. We're going to talk around politics today. We're not going to talk politics. We're going to talk about the topic of politics. Exactly. And how I believe, and I think you believe, that being... As politically concerned as a lot of people are, really endangers your prepping. And here's what I mean. We have always, since we started this project years and years ago now, have always said we are all about inclusiveness. We want people from the entire political spectrum to be included in our uh project, including in our prepping, our information. We want it to be, you know, remove all the politics from it so that, you know, and be inclusive so that everybody can get the information and become more prepped should they choose to. And the theory behind this is very simple. Not one, it's better for everybody. I mean, we, we try to, we try to be, you know, decent people. And, you know, when the more people are better off, then this is a good thing, right? You would think so. I think so. And the other thing is, the more that everybody else is prepped, the less pressure is on us. And the less panic there. That's right. And the less enhancement of the intensity of the situation there is, because people in dire need add significant pressures to any situation. They make things go south in a hurry. And the better prepped people in general are... And the more they have considered the fact that, oh gosh, this thing that hasn't ever happened before might actually happen and I might have to deal with it. In a sense, the COVID stuff hitting the fan situation is a perfect example of what happens when the quote-unquote stuff hits the fan, but only on a limited scale. And this is what we've always talked about. We, Spice and I, we, this is what we prep for right here. Uh, we prep for uh, small to medium economic troubles. We prep 
uh, for pandemics. We've always talked about we've considered a pandemic by far, bar none, the number one threat that we face. And we still believe this, even though COVID isn't the one. The one. I mean, it's the it's, one for uh, it's still a whole bunch of people. Of a, it's still <laughs> enough of a dis- disruption, but it is not. It isn't what it might have been and what the next one might be. But it is enough of one to show where the cracks are in the system. And oh boy, are there a surprising number of cracks in the system. And there's a lot of cracks in a lot of preppers' positions. And the, the purpose of this podcast is to talk about one crack that nobody else is talking about. Yes, everybody, you know, everybody saw what happened when the panic hit in. They, they started buying toilet paper. Yeah. No. I saw a uh, meme the other day with, uh, like, cases and cases of that stuff at somebody's yard sale. Oh, yeah. I laughed. That was, yeah, that was a real thing. That happened in, in Moberly, Missouri. They just had a whole yard sale with basically nothing but toilet paper in it. Because somebody went in and hoarded all the toilet paper and then realized that, okay, now I've got a truckload of toilet paper. Now what? And nobody actually wants to pay me $10 or for it. Right. Now, in, tr- in reality, those people who were doing that are not preppers. They weren't. Uh, but they're profiteers. <laughs> the profit, or they're people who just panicked, and the toilet paper is the one thing they could understand. So there's a whole lot of panic buying of toilet paper, which you know, we're shaking our heads. Yes. Going, of all the, not you know, food. Okay, water. Okay, yeah, it's always important to have water, but why in the world would you be buying thirty cases of bottled water when there's nothing threatening your water? I see why the long, long shelf life foods disappeared, but the whole well, toilet paper thing was weird. Now, that is one thing that did go away that, that affected preppers who were not yet prepped. Uh, the long shelf life food both went away and jacked way up in price. So, But we all know that you, the, the time that you prep is when times are good. This is what we know. But one thing that came out of this that really surprised me and I have various theories as to why, and that actually gets into politics, and we're not doing politics on the podcast. But one thing that really surprised me is the fact that a large percentage of the prepping community refused to believe that the stuff has hit the They're still arguing to this day that the stuff never has hit the fan. Never mind the economy is in the tank. Never mind the fact that, you know, hospitals are full of people. They are full of people. In places. In places. And if you were listening to, you know, the scientists, you'll understand why in places this is true. Um, But they're denying that it's even anything. And to me, I don't understand this. I don't get it. When the object of prepping is to help you survive, help you to live a normal and happy life, no matter what comes, then failure to recognize when you're in a situation that requires to take a heads up is a real failure in a prepping plan. There's a huge argument about masks right now. This is when we're recording this. There's a huge argument about masks. And I, to me, I'm just baffled by this. 
we do not consider this a political question. No, I mean, the mask, this is like, wow. Of course, now, let me give you a caveat here. or on a, Maybe not a caveat, but an aside. I was raised a military brat, okay? I was raised in Japan. Now, Japan has one of the highest per square mile population of any country on the planet. I mean, it is, Japan is packed. Absolutely packed. I lived in the Kanto Plains outside of Tokyo in a place called Tachikawa. Shout out to anybody who was ever at Tachikawa Air Force Base or Yakota Air Force Base. But I lived in Tachikawa, right? And we're right on the Kanto Plains. You you couldn't see Tokyo Tower there, but you could see Mount Fuji. And people were everywhere. But in Japanese culture, it is very common to see half the population wearing a mask during flu season. It's just common as dirt. People just did it. This is the, I mean, this is something in 1967 that the Japanese people knew. If it's flu season and you're around a bunch of people and you don't want to get the flu, you wear a mask. And it's considered the polite thing to do to protect the community. I I work with a lot of people from various parts of Asia yeah, in the, my line of work, and this is, many of them wear masks. Right, Chinese wear masks. The Koreans Filipinos and, wear masks. Yeah. yeah, this is this is a typical thing in Asia. It's just not socially typical in the U.S. But the whole, I mean, some of these arguments I'm seeing on prepper forums, on prepper groups on social media, that you know masks were actually harmful for you. They not, are not. Not because I think that anybody really is that anti-mask, but because some politician said this, okay? Or some extremely media or extremely uh, biased media source that only covers one aspect of the news said this they wanted to drive the politics of the situation in a particular direction so they support all the arguments that run that way regardless of the merit of the particular argument and And this is actually both sides of the aisle by the way oh yeah i'm I'm Uh, just this we're just giving an example it's it's happening on the other side of the aisle as well absolutely this is just an example but this is an easy one to relate making equally unsupported arguments because they support their political. The, the deal is you can't make good decisions if you let your decision-making be run by somebody with an agenda instead of run by best available information. And best available information is not available from media sources that have bias, which is most. Strongly political from any direction. Media sources are not the best place to get science information. They never have been. I'm going to name names. I'm just going to come out and name names here, all right? If a person is getting all of their political information, or almost all their, just all their information, if you you want to know what, quote-unquote, the news is, and you turn on either Fox News or CNN, and that's what you watch, then you're, you're, you're lost, okay? You're lost. And that's how I picked one on each side of the spectrum there. Because CNN has turned into the anti-administration channel. That's all it is. And Fox News has turned into the um, public relations outlet of the 
conservative movement. And that's all, that's all it is. And, you know, I, I myself, I'm a, I am a journalist uh, more than just this. And I actually check six sources for news. I check six sources. If I want news, I check six different sources. But I have one absolute go-to source that if I need to know and I don't have time to check everything, I have one source because I know that I'm liable to get the least biased conservative or liberal report that I can get. And that's Reuters. Why Reuters, you say? Well, first of all, it's not American. It's not in America. It, they do have American offices, but it's a British-based company. And... They don't have skin in the game. In they don't words. have skin in the... Exactly. They don't... Now, I don't necessarily go to Reuters for United Kingdom news or Commonwealth news. Because they do have skin in the game there. But here in America, they don't. And they're very... Even in the, the places that do the uh, bias ratings, they're right in the middle. I mean, they are the middle. So, to me, if I'm going to find go for news that I, I need national news for some reason, which I have long said we don't really mostly need national news. But if I did feel the need for national news, I'm going to Reuters because it's neutral. And no, a lot of times it won't agree with my viewpoint. But you know what? My viewpoint doesn't make the news. I mean, it does not generate the fact that my viewpoint is the news. The news is the news. It is what it is. And viewpoints are irrelevant. Let me repeat that. When it comes to the news, viewpoints are irrelevant to the facts. The echo chamber effect is a big reason I think a lot of people on both sides are underinformed about what's going on and have a completely unsupported certainty that they know what's going on. There is still quite a lot of uncertainty, and the virus is, in fact, mutating. I was uh, reading one report last night, actually, Salty brought this one to my attention, about the uh, a mutation on the attachment proteins of the virus that are changing its characteristics. So that was completely expected by me, the pathophysiologist, because microbes do that. And it was changing in the way that is most evolutionarily favored. Again, so, not surprising. Uh, it's, the, it's the direction things move most often when you have these outbreaks. It's not reliable, but it's it's a good a probability bet. So, and it's, but the good news is, bottom line is just to not leave you hanging. It's not really horrible what it's doing. I could easier say to pass along, but less likely to cause severe illness. Well, maybe it's not more likely to cause severe illness. Uh, the the jury's still out on the other part because it's. But most of the virus that is now getting past is this strain because it passes easier yeah fewer copies to cause infection which in the end will may mean more people end up in the hospital from because there are just it's a lot more people get it whether or not it's yeah. really better on the back end we don't know or they don't know but it's not worse and that is worse. the kind of mutation that would really scare me is if it got more lethal. But that it's, is it's, what happened no in 1918. Other, it did that in 1918, and that was a counter-trend mutation. They can happen. You know, that's one of the things that made 1918 such a wicked little stinker, is it was bad, and then the big mutation made it just devastating. A lot worse. 
and the antibodies from the first one didn't help you on the second. You could get that thing twice. Which may happen here, too. We don't know. But at any rate, the point is the situation is changing, and the situation is new enough. It really does take significant study to thoroughly understand what's going on in the... No matter how much money and how much research you throw at a problem, it does take some time to develop reliable answers because it takes time to run trials and then you have to really have other people doing peer review and taking a look at see what you got and looking at it under different circumstances. Just a plain fact of life, it takes a while to develop solid answers. That time really hasn't been here yet and the situation is also changing somewhat. So uncertainty is the realistic position. But people on both sides of the aisle are completely convinced they know exactly what's happening because they're only getting one thread of information. And it's the thread that supports their political position. And the people, in quote-unquote, in the know are only sharing the information that supports their political... They may be... The people in the know, quote-unquote, in the know, may be getting the full sides of it, but they're only sharing the side they want the people to to see and support. Yeah. I go to places where the people don't have a lot of skin in the game, frankly. The researchers don't have a lot of skin in the game. Uh, they're going to make their their bones... By getting the good information out first, no matter which way it leans, everybody tends to support their own personal motivations. That's just a fact of life. So the trick to me is to find people who are most strongly motivated to be as correct as possible, rather than to support a particular position. Okay, here's a, a simple rule of thumb. Never get your medical or scientific information from a politician. Yeah. They are not the source to... A politician is not the source to go to for medical information. You go to your doctor. You go to your medical uh, community. That's where you get your medical information. If you're not comfortable doing that, you go to an independent... Independent non-political and non-slanted source, which you can find at places like, for example, Reuters. They'll interview doctors who have different uh, views on the thing, and then you can make up your own mind. You know, I, I again, I, I'm not, I completely stay away from politics. I, I just, I cannot talk about you know, this, that, or, you know, this way, or it just, no. But there are some things that some of these politicians are saying that are so egregiously stupid, and again, on all sides. They're just so egregiously stupid that you just, one, you wonder, okay, is this person just that stupid that he believes that or she believes that? Are they that dumb? And if so, what are they? goodness name are we doing having them in our government or two are do they know the truth and they're just trying to sell this line of bs and again that brings me back to if that's the case what are they doing why are they why do we have these people in our government um i don't know i mean some of the stuff i hear is just 
baffling. And again, this is all sides. And I'm, we're using the COVID thing, but uh, another one of my favorite when it comes to some of the baffling things that some of these people say is when it comes to the Second Amendment gun debate. And you get up there and you see some of the arguments that some of the politicians are making. You know, like, oh, well, you know, these these 30-round clips for these machine guns. Okay, you know what? I'm, I'm putting those in parentheses. Um, we don't have to worry about those so much because once you shoot them empty, they're gone. Uh-huh. Well, if it actually was a clip, you would have clip. to refill the clip. But it's not, and it takes three you, you, seconds. But to you, get the, yeah. you get the point. At any rate, you have people who Same don't know what they're talking about, don't understand it very well, who are making extremely strong and extremely positive arguments because those arguments support what they want to say, not because they either understand it or it's factual. Right. It, it, some of the, the COVID stuff I've been seeing from politicians is a lot dumber. Oh, much dumber. Is much dumber than some of these ridiculous arguments that are being made on uh, against firearms. Much dumber. And yet people seem to believe them. A lot of preppers seem to believe And I'm talking on both sides here. I'm not bashing one side. Um, I'm a big fan of Dan Carlin. Uh, if you don't know who he is, he's probably the best podcaster, at least quality-wise, to have ever done a podcast. Uh, hardcore History is um, is must-listen podcasting. Must-listen. Hardcore History is, is how podcasting is done right. Well, he has another podcast called Common Sense. And Dan is, he's a little bit of a perfectionist, to say the least. And his latest podcast, I think, is brilliant. And he dissects how, um, this is the word I'm looking at. <laughs> I'm driving here, and sometimes I have to stop and concentrate on my driving. Um, partisan, we have as a, as a, a nation become. And how that is really something that's going to be difficult to deal with. I mean, there's, there's, there's talk show hosts out there calling people who believe something other than, the, than they're proposing vermin. Look, anybody who doesn't believe this is vermin. Vermin are running around there. And I, I hear that word. And it just sends shivers down my spine because that's what the Nazis called Jews. As soon as you start dehumanizing people, you're giving people permission to abuse them and treat them as less than human beings. I'm not going to make the, the points that Dan makes because he made it far, far, far more eloquently than I can. I highly recommend um, the latest episode of Common Sense. And because uh, he is, Dan was in the radio business and he goes through and, and he absolutely talks and, and runs down how much of what we see today in the media is business and how it works. You know, make no bones about it. These people, this is, this is a set up, designed, implemented system. We have World War Three going on over here. We have vultures, red winged blackbirds. This is amazing. Look at this. That is about seven vultures, and I, say, I see about twelve I, I, I blackbirds. Look, I, I'm looking about fifteen vultures when you, 
And it's, some of those it's are pros like, over there this too. looks like the Battle of Britain going on here. I'm yeah. sorry, this is amazing. This is a major air war, guys. And the little fighters, you would not believe how over. effective. Uh, this is amazing. So we can watch this war go on for a moment here. Okay. Do I need to pause this? Yeah, we're going to I'm going to shoot a little bit of video. Well, we're back. The Blackbirds won once again. <laughs> they drove the vultures out of the cornfield. The vultures were allowed to circle lazily over the hayfield, but every time they tried to get into the cornfield, the blackbirds descended in a horde from their six o'clock high, left feathers raining down and vultures fleeing existence. It really, it was the second coming of the Battle of Britain. There was just (laughs) vultures and blackbirds. It was like fighters going against the bombers. (laughs) And, of course, the bombers lost. Yeah, as they always do. As they always do. I love red-winged blackbirds. I love them with a passion. Except for when they're pounding on my head. (laughs) (laughs) Has happened. Uh, But where we were going with this is that the political opinions on all sides are being sold for profit. And... The messages they put out are designed to support the overall position, not to support accuracy. And if you trust the source to understand what's going on in a time of crisis, you are almost certainly not going to get the complete story, which is going to leave you unprepared or reacting inappropriately to whatever's going on. And it doesn't matter which flavor of politics you're chasing that's true across the board. You know, I keep coming back to the old uh, circles. The circle of influence is the circle around you. And when it comes to any stuff, it's the fan situations and prepping. Everything else outside of your circle of influence needs to take back burner. You need to take care of you and your first, foremost, and exclusive, okay? Any prepper who, any quote-unquote prepper who's running around fully armed on state capitals trying to make a political point, that's not prepping, okay? That's not prepping. Prepping is being there at your home, with your family, making sure that everything is safe. That is that is prepping. Prepping is waiting until all the hooba 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 hooba. It's a word now. Okay. Dies down and then taking care of business. Prepping is paying down debt so that in a an emergency, you don't have to worry about how I'm going to make debt payments, especially on stuff like consumer debt. You know, that is prepping. Prepping is everyday rubber meets the road responsibility. It's not what am I going to buy on that last trip to the big box store before before Salty dies here of coughing to death making a podcast. It's not you're choosing to do what you do to make a political statement, fine, that's a choice, but don't mistake that with prepping. It, in fact, erodes your to prep. No. Sorry, she was telling me not to. There was a car yeah, coming. because there was a truck coming, and I couldn't. So that's what I at least had for today is 
go for the best information you can get, regardless of political slant. Follow that. And whatever political statements, political life you want to have, you go forth and prosper, as far as I'm concerned. Just don't, but don't just, mistake it for prepping if it's not. No, it's not. You know, and we're not telling you, we think you should believe this or we think you should believe that. I don't care what you believe. <laughs> I really don't. You know, politically, I could, doesn't matter to me, even the slightest bit, which, which, which way you lean politically. Don't care. Um, do care that, you know, you have your food supply in place. Do care that you have multiple ways to filter water. Do care that you have medical training enough to, to take care of the basics. Do care that you have an understanding of how the human body works so that if you need to, to uh, you know, deal with somebody being sick, you can. Do care that you have some basic skills. Do care that you have the basic level of fitness. Don't care who you voted for in the last election. Don't care who you're going to vote for in this election. That's that's prepping, okay? That's what we're talking about. All right. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you the next time.